Hello, everybody. I just wanted to pop in and share uh, some guidance that had come through from a meditation I just finished. Uh, so I was pulling some tarot cards this morning to help me understand this deep-seated fear of abandonment and this pattern that I'm finding myself in where I will connect deeply with somebody and I want to explore another level of intimacy with them and emotional connection and vulnerability. But what ends up happening is that I I require them to almost commit in a certain way before I allow them to see me in that light. And when I've sat down with it, I realized that this fear of abandonment stems into this belief that if I show people who I truly am, if I show them the whole raw, unfiltered version of me, that they're going to leave. And reflecting on my past experiences, I can see that that is rooted within my family of origin and within my family history that emotional vulnerability was tricky to navigate and there was a pretty low level of emotional intelligence and communication between my family members and it just didn't feel safe to be seen as this deeply emotional person because the problem would either be someone would try to solve it, they'd try to fix it as if there was something wrong and that you couldn't just be sad and be sad or it would make them uncomfortable to the point that you know, you'd be told to look on the brighter side or find the silver lining. And while those are valuable tools in some instances, you can't intellectualize a physical process. So in that pattern, I've learned that it's unsafe for me to be seen by people that I'm interested in romantically, specifically with men, um, that it's not safe for me to let them see me in that state because they will leave if they do. And the only way they will not leave is if they are committed to me. Because I've seen within my own family that, you know, like once you're married, you, you're married. Like that commitment is eternal regardless of what happens in the marriage and regardless of whether that is a safe environment for you to be in, um, you know, my parents are the only ones on that side of the family that are separated and divorced. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of like, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's expectation around what intimate relationships look like and the boxes, so to speak, that they have to tick for it to be safe for you to express this side of you. So the meditation that I did, um, it was from the card of creation in the, what is it called? Ch- Chakra Wisdom Oracle Guidebook. Oh no, well, it's the deck. I was looking at the guidebook from Tori Hartman. And the card of creation talks about how she shaman came down to earth and bestowed upon everybody this great gift and this artistic expression to put themselves out into the world and with that realizing that 
your strengths lie in expression, in communication, in welcoming people into that vulnerable space. So at the end of the excerpt for the card, there's a little meditation that you can do to connect with her energy and call her guidance into your life. So you are asked to imagine that she is standing on the outer edge of fog, of like this deep, intense fog. And she's standing there holding her hand out to you. You walk over to her. She welcomes you into her embrace. She connects her hand with yours and she guides you into the fog. Now there's another card in that series of confusion where you are again in the fog you're walking up a mountain you don't know where you're going you're trying to make a decision between one or two or multiple things and you feel like you don't have enough answers or you don't have enough clarity to make a decision and you're just asked to keep moving forward through the fog Um, so it kind of reminded me of that that she's asking you despite your confusion despite your certainty and your hesitancy to join her in the fog And in trusting her, she will bestow upon you wisdom and guidance that is relevant to where you are in your life right now. So I went into the fog with her and I was shown an image of me screaming and lashing out, freaking out. I was angry. I was crying. I was yelling. I was throwing my hands around. It low-key looked like I was in a mosh pit. Um... And I heard the void, the void, yeah, it was the fucking void. I heard the void say, tame the beast, let the rage out to make space for the love you so deeply desire. If you cannot learn to tame the beast by expressing it, allowing it to express itself, giving itself or giving it a way to externalize that internal process and in that show a deep sense of vulnerability if you cannot do that you will never have the space to welcome in the love that you are wanting in your life you cannot welcome this new experience until you make room for your guest so then I started to think about having guests over and how I would prepare for a guest coming to stay with me right I would clean up my home I would set a space for them I would make sure they have everything that they need to be comfortable in this space I would be attentive to their needs I would be you know interacting with them with full attention and mindful presence and the second part of that that came through was that a guest is free to leave at any point They've signed no contract. They've agreed to come and visit you. They've agreed to come spend time with you and be in your space and share that environment. But they have signed no contract. They are not committed to share this space with you. And a question was asked to me. Do you require your guests to commit to a certain contract of relations? And in this processing of emotion and connection, intimacy, vulnerability, romance, like all of these things that I struggle with so hard in my life, 
I've realized that I don't trust other people to see me unless there is a commitment. Unless they agree to put a title on it, unless they agree to be in a relationship with me in whatever capacity that means, whether that's like dating of like seeing each other or, you know, like fully being in a relationship that I put up these walls. When I first meet them, I jump into that connection. I'm like intense and, you know, I I make an impression And it's almost like I'm leaving these breadcrumbs of like, yeah, you see, like that was like a little snapshot of what you're going to get if you're with me completely. But then I'm like luring them into this false sense of security that I will continue to share with them until I hit them with that. Okay, yeah, but are you going to be with me? Are you going to be committed to me? Are you going to be in a relationship with me? Are you going to bond yourself to me? Are you going to attach yourself to me? And if not, then you no longer get access to this version of me. And that fucking sucks. (laughs) Like, if somebody did that to me, I would be pissed. I would not be happy. I would not want to be in a relationship with them. I wouldn't trust them. And here I am doing that to men in my life that I genuinely enjoy connecting with and want to experience more of but I fear that once they see the depth of emotion and wounding that I am healing right now that it's going to be too much for them to handle unless they've previously agreed to stay with me by my side through it so that was an interesting um representation of that um because I've understood that on like an intellectual level, but I've never felt the experience the way that I did through this meditation and seeing it in pictures in my mind and that analogy of the guest coming through that we're all just guests in each other's lives. We might commit to each other, but we don't know what is going to happen down the line. We don't know what life is going to bring us and it's unfair to expect that somebody is going to always be there. My friend and I were having a discussion the other week about relationship dynamics and uh, monogamy versus polyamory versus like open relationships. And we were discussing how serial monogamy has this expectation and pressure that one person is going to always be able to meet your needs and is always going to be your point person in every decision that you make or every situation that you require comfort. And that's just unrealistic. We are all independent beings. We are all free agents with sovereignty and our own identity that... Yes, you can connect with others. Yes, you can build with others. But there comes a point that there will still be a separation between the way that you see the world and the way that you interact with the world. There is not a complete enmeshment of selves in a relationship. And if there is, like that very quickly leads to codependency. And when we're looking at healthy relationships, It's two independent people coming together and agreeing to build something together. 
their commitment is to what they are building. Their commitment is not to the other person's process that is happening individually. So all of this comes down into control. That was the other part of the tarot reading that had come through when I asked about like, how am I supposed to discern how I'm I'm moving through this situation? Like I don't, I just don't know. I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, even though in the background, I've always known it's control. Um, there's a reason my friends used to call me Monica. Um, and it's because I was neurotic as fuck and I needed to control everything. Um, but the last part of this meditation that came through was the control you wish to release lies in your expectation that they must prove their love to you first by committing to a title. And without that commitment, there is no access. There is no trust that they want to see you as you are in this moment. There's no trust that your connection is genuine unless there is a commitment. And the final part of that was you are repeating the pattern by stepping outside of being the controlled and becoming the controller. A few weeks ago, a friend asked me why I felt I needed to be in control. And although it was a more lengthy response than what I'm about to say here, it came down to fearing that I would be forgotten that my voice would not be respected or um, man, turning pictures into words is hard sometimes <laughs> that my voice would not be welcomed in this space that if I didn't forcefully make a place for myself in a situation or in somebody's life that it wouldn't happen, that I would forever be on the outside of their experience. So in turn, because of that fear, I've tried to control the situation to make sure that they don't forget me and not trusting that my energy speaks for itself. My actions do not speak for me. My energy enters the room first. That's why you make such a big impression when you meet people. It's not necessarily about what you do or what you say. It's who you are. It's your energy behind all of that. What is your life force? That is what people are remembering. It has nothing to do with the actions that you share or the words that you speak it is how you walk into the room it is how you walk into that space and you own your own space from a place of sovereignty so that is my snippet of wisdom for today Uh, thank you for listening and if you have any questions or comments. Uh, if you want to chat, feel free to reach out via email at the B and the Baroness at hotmail.com. 
can also reach me through DM on Instagram, also the Be in the Baroness. Uh, yeah, I was about to say at hotmail.com again, but that's my email <laughs> um, at the Be in the Baroness. I also have a tarot spiritual uh, yoga page that is Hive Mind Tarot. So H I V E M I N D T A R O T. Hive Mind Tarot, like Beehive, Head Mind, Tarot Cards uh, on Instagram that you can reach out to as well. And I will check those DMs. But in the meantime, I hope you are having a fantastic day, evening, or whatever, whatever it is you are experiencing right now in your life when you're hearing this. I hope that you get something from it and you are having a wonderful time. I love you so much and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.